0: Welcome to the Art of Marketing, a podcast webinar series to help you connect with your customers. We talk with marketing directors, executives, and business owners to learn more about their approach to marketing, hear which tactics deliver results in different industries, and give you some ideas for your next campaign. The Art of Marketing is brought to you ad-free by Applied Art and Technology. Applied Art is a creative studio that helps businesses create professional content that gets results. From video production, websites, virtual events, and much more, Applied Art can help you build the bridge from marketing to sales. To learn more about our company, visit our website at AppliedArt.com. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. This is the Art of Marketing.
1: Welcome everybody to episode 22 of the Art of Marketing podcast webinar series with your friends at Applied Art. Today we are talking about simplifying payment processing for small businesses with Olivia Hall. Um, We are also joined with our regulars, George, who's one of our partners, myself, Ryan, and I'm in marketing. We have Shannon, our business development manager, and our guest today is Olivia Hall um, from Visipay. So, Olivia, welcome to the show.
2: Yes, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to chat this morning with you guys.
1: Absolutely. So for the folks that are joining on here, I know we have a couple of people in the live audience. We'll, we'll ask some questions to them in a bit. Um, but if for the folks that don't know who you are, can you give us a little bit about who you are and what you do at VisiPay?
2: Sure, absolutely. So my name is Olivia Hall and I am the Director of Marketing here at VisiPay. We're located in West Des Moines, Iowa, and we help small businesses process payments in a nutshell there. So um, we also have a office in the West location as well in Utah.
1: That's really cool. Um, Can you tell some folks, like, how did you get into this? Have you always been in financial services? Like, what kind of brought you to VisiPay and what you're doing now?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So this is not an industry that I ever personally saw myself being in. I mean, if you were to ask me about credit card processing a year and a half ago, I probably couldn't give you much information on the industry itself. Uh, But what really drew me to BusyPay is the culture that we've created here. Um, It's really kind of young and refreshing, and we're still kind of just getting started. But, you know, everybody within these walls treats each other as friends and family. And, um, you know, we just really make a note to get to know each other a lot more than you would in a corporate space. So that really intrigued me. And then the payment space kind of sucked me in from there.
3: Olivia, I'm, uh, I'm curious um, for some of our um, viewers that may not be financially literate, can you kind of give us the background of VisiPay and explain really what it is that you do?
2: Yes, so the technical term for our industry is merchant services. So as a consumer, every time we swipe our card, a piece of that transaction will go to the business owner. It will also go to the designated card brand such as Visa, American Express, all of those guys, but you need a middleman in order to process those payments. So that would be VisiPay. So to kind of give you an idea, if you were to go to um, a bagel store and swipe your card, you know, a piece of that's going to go to them, and then the rest of those payments are going to funnel through Busy Pay, and we handle the back end to make sure that they don't have to worry about those complexities there and make sure all of those brand cards get their money because they will want it.
3: <laughs> um, that, that's very interesting. I, I assume there's a bunch of. Major people doing this. How how did you guys discover an opportunity to start a, a new uh, business?
2: Right. So I mean, it is certainly a saturated field. We do have a lot of competitors, and I'm sure you've seen a lot of big names, um, you know, within the industry. But our niche is more focused on small business owners. Uh, our managing partners, Austin McNab and Frank Pagano, they were both small business owners themselves. So they've already known the front end of what that looks like for small business owners and the complexities and hoops that sometimes companies make them jump through. So it was really created out of need and a want to change the industry itself and make it more approachable and just easier to understand for small business owners. Because I mean, if you start your business, it's not because you want to understand credit card processing. Mm -hmm. It's because you have a passion for whatever you're doing. So we want to simplify that for them so that they can focus on their passions.
4: I know I've been into some small businesses that especially just getting started that don't want to accept cards because they don't want to have to pay incur the fees that are, you know, associated with that. So targeting small businesses, you must be fairly affordable.
2: Yes, I mean, we keep everything transparent and simple as possible. Like I said, the payments industry is sort of a hard nut to crack. So if you were to visit our website, we have everything laid out there when it comes to the ins and outs of our programs and the options for small business owners. But we also have our pricing structure laid out for anyone to take a look at. So they know exactly you know, what they're going to get themselves into and what that's going to look like just to keep things even more simple.
1: That's great. I know we're, we're talking about the art of marketing a lot, um, talking with directors of marketing and people that are doing those things. Can you kind of explain uh, to us what VisiPay does from a marketing standpoint and kind of how you guys reach new customers? Because you guys are have customers in all 50 states, correct?
2: Yes, correct. All 50 states. So a big leg of that is going to be our 1099 agents in the field when it comes to Reaching out to different markets. Um, but we also encourage all of our employees to be active on LinkedIn and other social media platforms. Um, it's something that our managing partner, Austin McNabb, implemented when we got started. And it's certainly given us a really big leg up into creating brand awareness for ourselves. So okay. it's not robotic. You know, we encourage everyone to post daily, but we want them to make a brand for themselves as well in this space. And it's helped a lot. I mean, I receive at least three to four messages per week from individuals on LinkedIn just saying, I see you guys everywhere. Um, You know, what's your secret? And there's really no secret. It's we're consistently showing up.
3: You know, that's, I think that's very interesting. Um, Can you, can you talk a little bit more about this? Your whole company is involved in social media where a larger company, obviously they would have a team to do that, but this is an interesting model for smaller businesses and especially um, in the B2B space as
2: well. Right. Well, traditionally in our space, there hasn't been a lot of efforts put forward when it comes to marketing. Um, I mean, People in the payment space tend to stay quiet. It's not really a spotlight that they necessarily want to be in. I mean, when you're in the spotlight comes criticism. So at VisiPay, we're, like I said, we're transparent and we want to be as open as possible with everyone that we work with, whether it's a sales agent or a merchant. So one way to show who we are and what we're about is being active on LinkedIn and making sure that we're continuously pushing content. Um, you know, that stems from us, so.
3: That's very interesting. Um, I had a question, too, about your 1099 agents. Are they captive? Are they 100% yours? Or are they uh, handling other products?
2: Yes, so being a 1099 agent with us, I mean, it's basically their own role. They can make it exactly how they'd like. We don't enforce any certain hours. We don't even enforce any non-competes when it comes to the payment space, which is really unheard of, but we firmly believe in the products and services that we put out there. So it's not a problem that we have to worry about and make sure that they're not, um, you know, plugging somebody else's name when they're visiting a business. Because if we're talking with the merchant and we know what we have to offer isn't going to be the best option for them. We're going to be upfront about it. Um, You know, it's, it's not something that we're going to hide from them. So being a 1099 agent with us is certainly liberating. It's not your typical eight to five uh, position. It's, you know, any people even create teams underneath of them. There's just a lot of different avenues that they can go down and it's almost as if they were a small business owner themselves without taking that big leap of faith to actually make that a reality.
3: And and as marketing, how do you work with sales? Do you guys overlap? Do you support sales? What's that relationship look like?
2: Yes. So, I mean, I am working with the sales team each and every day. Um, A big role that I am a part of is making sure that our sales agents have the resources that they need when they are out in the field. So that is one of the bigger tasks that I'm, you know, focusing on. We have a CRM that all of our agents have access to. So I'm continuously updating that, making sure they have flyers, presentations, um, digital catalogs, just whatever they need to make their jobs easier.
1: What's been one of the best tools that you've used to kind of convince or close with with a sales tool? Has Has it been brochures or has it been video or testimonials or what's been the way that you guys have kind of closed the most deals using those different avenues?
2: I wouldn't necessarily pin it to any of our tools or resources. I mean, like I said, you can go on our website and you'll see all the information on there when it comes to our services and products. I would say what pins our deals would be our culture and the people that we have within our team working hard to make sure that relationship between BusyPay and customers is as seamless and you know transparent as possible. So we're always actively listening on how we can make that a better experience for them. So I would say it's our culture.
1: That's awesome. Uh, we have do, do have a question from the Q&A that I thought I'd share. Um, we have somebody that says they're in a career transition looking to get into tech sales and they've been researching BusyPay and they were curious how people get into the 1099 sales market and how do you market yourself and what kind of training is available for people to become a new agent and get up and running and kind of champion your guys' uh, message in their market.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I really enjoy this conversation. I actually started on the talent acquisition team myself so i was sourcing um, 1099 agents but it starts with a recruiter you know we're going to walk you through the process and present you busy pay and all there is to it um, and we're going to make sure that you understand what it takes to be a 1099 agent because there's also sacrifice for them you know with it being 1099 it's 100 percent commission and not everyone has the ability to make that leap but you know we're going to give you the tools and the leadership along the way to make it as smooth of a road as possible for you so once you are onboarded with our team we're going to pair you up with a sales director that you're going to be working with one on one for the duration of your time with fizipay um, you have access to them you know 24/7 i sit directly by our sales team and i hear them all day long talking with their agents that they work with, um, you know, on their cell phones, some of them stay, you know, well past 8 PM just to make sure that they have the tools and the advice that they need to make sales and reach those small business owners.
1: Awesome. That helps answer the question. I think we'll slide that one off to the done column. But, um, another question I had too, is with you guys being, Focused on the small businesses and that market itself. Um, What's your guy's goal as a company? Are you trying to really overrun that whole? That just really help small businesses, or are you trying to get into medium-sized corporations? Like, what's the what's the goal for the company?
2: Right. So, I mean, small and medium-sized businesses—that's our niche. So, we're not targeting large corporate chains or anybody like that. I mean, oftentimes if they're that big, um, they could bring merchant services in-house anyways, so they wouldn't need to go through a, th- a third party like us. Um, but, you know, within the industry, we are targeting those smaller mom and pop shops. And one way that we've done that is implementing our local, local first campaign. So we created this campaign to further advocate and empower the businesses that we work with on a daily basis. Um, You know, what that movement is all about is reaching communities and encouraging encouraging them to shop small before they go to larger entities like Amazon or Target. So it's certainly been a driving factor within BusyPay. I mean, Look, Local First is definitely the heartbeat of our company and a movement that we all rally behind.
3: Yeah, I think that's such an interesting idea. I mean, not only do you, um, only do you want to do business with these small businesses, but you're really working actively to promote them. And that's exactly. not only marketing for you, but it's marketing for them as well. And it's, it really shows your commitment uh, to that, uh, to that, that's such an interesting uh, program.
4: Well, and right. I was going to say, I know in our industry, maintaining a relationship is critical. I mean, you get the first deal, maybe we're doing video, maybe we're doing your website, but maintaining that relationship beyond the first interaction or the first sale is really telling, and people really attach to that and look for that. And it sounds like you guys go in and and close a deal, but then you're there and helping to promote beyond that. And that would, I would think that would be a significant differentiator from you in the competition.
2: Right. It it certainly has helped. And I mean, we've even seen a couple companies follow suit within the industry, which is always flattering and amazing to see that, you know, they're pushing a local angle because those are our clients that we work with on a daily basis and their success is also our success. So you know, it was just another avenue for us on how to empower the people that we get to work with on a daily basis, but to also be able to see the industry changing um, little by little and seeing people kind of go for that cause is really awesome to witness.
3: Can you, can you maybe explain to us a little bit more the mechanics of how that works? Obviously, uh, you have t-shirts and stickers, and I'm sure yes. there's a lot more than that, but uh, explain really how that
2: all works. Yes, absolutely. So with local Look Local First, um, we have small business spotlights. And this is not just from our merchants. You know, anybody can be spotlighted on our page as long as they're a local business. Um, it doesn't even matter what industry you're in. If you are a car detailer or, you know, you're a craftsman and you do some woodworking, it doesn't matter, um, you know, what you do. That's your passion. We want to be able to help show your story to other viewers and drive traffic and exposure for you. Um, it's free of cost. You know, everything if on our website when it comes to stickers or apparel, all of those funds get placed right back into Local local First to continuing that campaign. So aside from spotlighting small businesses on our page, um, we post infographics on, you know, why it's so important to shop small before you go to bigger guys I'm not sure if you've guys seen this statistic or not, but when you spend $100 at a local business, around 68 of that stays in your local economy, as opposed to around $42. So, I mean, when you shop closer to you, your money is going to stay closer. So, not only that, I mean, um, because of COVID-19, local first has also been just a a greater angle to push even more to help spotlight these businesses that have gone through some really big struggles. Um, and then we also post ads within Facebook about Look Local First to target different market areas and make sure that, you know, we can focus on other communities and encouraging them to make shopping local a lifestyle.
4: That's interesting. That's a larger percentage staying within the economy than I would have expected. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right? It's kind of, it really sucks you in once you understand how big of an impact you can make with supporting local businesses. I feel like a lot of people just don't turn back to the larger guys like Amazon or Target.
0: Hmm.
3: Yeah, you said you were doing some Facebook uh, ads for Look Local first. Are you doing any for Visipay? Are you doing any more traditional digital um, advertising or any lead gen?
2: So, we have done some lead gen in the past on Facebook for BusyPay. It's primarily been for our 1099 sales agents. Huh? I mean, also after COVID, we saw some influx in resumes. And by influx, I mean, we saw a lot of resumes being submitted with us, which was awesome. I mean, being able to work with people um, that are in a position where they need help and just another iron in the fire to keep you know money coming through the door during these hard times was really rewarding to be able to work through
3: you know I think it's it's interesting too and Shannon probably knows a lot more about this than I do but for people to work entirely on commission I they would really have to believe in what they're 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 selling I think.
2: Yes, absolutely. And I mean our culture can be felt from the top here in West Des Moines, all the way down to our 1099 agents, you know, spread out through the U S. So, um, it is commission only. We also offer lifetime residuals. Um, they don't have to be vested with us. You know, if you wanted to make one sale and be paid off of that for the rest of your life, you can, um, you don't have to be actively selling with us. It's not, you know, a death sentence, you know, once you make one sale, if you want to keep this money, you have to keep, you know, promoting busy pay. That's not what it's like at all. Um, you know, we really want them, to be proud of the position that they're in and make it something that is tailored to their lifestyle. So,
3: so has a lot of your marketing been to attract agents primarily rather than uh, uh, promoting busy pay? Is that kind of the strategy is to build this strong agent base and then support them in more of a traditional outbound sales
2: Right. So it's been a little bit half and half at the beginning. um, We were focused on finding 1099 agents and building out that leg of our company um, while also maintaining, you know, relationships and targeting small business owners themselves. So we recently also built an inside sales department. Um, It's his name is Frank Rum. he runs (laughs) our sales department right now. Hi Frank. (laughs) (laughs) um, But, So it's mainly been our 1099 agents that we've targeted, but now, you know, we're looking to bring a lot more in-house as well and build out that department.
1: Because I would assume if you're, if you're soliciting small businesses that are already in existence, they probably already have a, you know, payment processor. So I'm sure that'll be an interesting challenge is how do you, how do you convince somebody that it's worth the pain and hassle to completely uproot their payment processing program to, to switch to something else?
2: Right. And it sounds daunting. I mean, it sounds like a task that not a lot of people are, you know, wanting to change at the moment. I think a lot of small business owners assume, yeah, I'm not getting the best rate maybe when it comes to credit card processing. But if it's not broke, why should I fix it? Um, But, you know, with VisiPay, we really simplify that process for them and the onboarding is going to be handled with our customer success team, um, you know, starting with the welcome call, making sure that we can walk them through, setting up that terminal. If they need any help, you know, they can reach out to our director of customer success. A lot of our customer success teams actually know these merchants by name. Um, They'll recognize, you know, the number calling and and they'll know exactly who it is. So they really do form that personal relationship with those business owners. Um, But aside from that, you know, When it comes to simplifying the payment space, all of our programs are operating on a month-to-month basis. We don't require any long-term contracts, which, you know, puts the heat on us to supply that customer service and that white-glove service because, um, you know, they could leave at any moment, um, but we want them to have that flexibility and to be able to choose us as their processor.
1: It sounds like you have a ton of customer-centric features that are really great. What what are your have you heard any negative feedback from your or from your competitors that are just kind of upset that you're providing? Because it sounds like you're in the features, when you stack them all up, there's a lot of things that could really swing somebody from some of the big guys.
4: She doesn't want to talk about anything negative. Come on. (laughs) Give her a break.
2: I mean, I don't want to talk negatively about you know other companies in the industry if there were negative aspects it does happen to be customer service I mean it that happens in any industry when you're so large and you have so many merchants or customers calling into you you're gonna have some people that are upset
4: so
3: sure well you should have started a cable or internet company (laughs) there's a lot of room for improvement there
4: no kidding
2: Yes. I've, I've been on those dial tones many times. Not
3: fun. So what do you find your biggest challenges right now? This sounds like an interview question, but uh, <clears throat> from the marketing uh, perspective.
2: Right. I would go back to that balance between targeting 1099 agents and, you know, veterans in the field. How can we pique their interest to, uh, you know, get them attracted to the ZPay, but also, maintain the interest of small business owners as well and being able to feed that funnel within our inside sales department. So that's a line that we're working to, you know, grow a little bit and just define a bit more for ourselves here. And we're still working on it and still improving.
3: You know, uh, we talked a, a little bit earlier about how B2B marketing didn't have to be dull and uh, I think, you know, your Look Local First is is a good example of that. And uh, just on your website, the photography is all kind of fun. And, you know, it seems very energetic. And uh, what's, uh, what's your opinion on that?
2: On Look Local First? Or... Well, just
3: the creative approach. It doesn't have to oh. be dull. Yes,
2: yeah, so... Like I mentioned before, we are wanting to make the payment space more approachable. So when I actually started at VisiPay, we had a completely different website. And from someone who didn't come from this space, it it was a lot of information at once. If I were a business owner and I saw that, I wouldn't really know where to begin. So we started with rebranding on our website and just simplifying that look to make sure that you know we can lead customers where we want them to go on our website, but also make sure they're not feeling overwhelmed as well. Um, and then, I mean, you're right, a lot of people in the financial industry and in the payment space, they like to play it safe when it comes to marketing. Um, I think people assume it's always suit and ties and decimal points, but we really are aiming to push that human element back into the space as well um, and just make it a better space for merchants for agents and for companies as well that are wanting to do things the right way
4: I just I see that in my head as a as a really fun explainer animation video where it takes merchants through the process of what has to happen to have the terminal changed out and what the customer service looks like and what the benefits are of look local first I can just see that little, video being really engaging on a, on a website.
2: Right. And we do have some videos on there. We also have some on YouTube as well. Um, A lot of them are for our agents. You know, we've put together some how to's if they ever need to go service a terminal at a merchant, they can access that there, but also our merchants can go online and watch those how to videos as well. I mean, and they're not necessarily on products that we've made ourselves, you know, when it comes to a B-Logic POS system or a terminal. Obviously, we didn't fabricate that, but we're still going to give our merchants resources on how to use those tools to the best of their abilities.
4: For sure. It's awesome. Sounds like a fun place to work.
2: It is. It's a really fun place to work. I mean, it's a lot different than you would assume in the financial industry. Everyone here is, uh, you know, excited to be within these walls. I personally didn't think I would find a position that would be that way but it's been really refreshing
3: yeah i really like the website i think uh, um, i think it really is it, it well represents the feeling uh, that busy pay has and the passion that they have about what they're doing and uh, you know we uh, we we work with a lot of our clients on their websites and uh you know people are more likely to visit your website than to ever walk through your front door especially now yeah so i think you guys did a really nice job i think I really i thought it was well done
1: thank you that's awesome okay well we don't have any more questions so my last question for you olivia was if there are any other marketers that are watching this that are maybe in a b2b space or more of a dull industry what advice would you have for them to kind of spice things up or or break through the noise uh compared to everybody else that's out there
2: Right. I mean, I would say, don't be afraid to show up and show up as yourself. You know, we're all human. And at the end of the day, that's what business owners are looking for. Um, You know, that human connection and they don't want to feel like a lead. They want to feel like a business um, that you're going to take a personal interest in. So, you know, just go from there and consistently, you know, talk about who you are and what you have to offer. And eventually people are going to start listening.
4: I absolutely awesome. agree. That's well said.
2: Thank
1: you. Awesome. So, where can people learn more about you or more about Visipay?
2: Yes, so I mean it's pretty generic visipay.com and then for our local local first website, it's locallocalfirstvp.com and then all of our handles are Look local first. So, we're really big on Instagram and Facebook.
1: That's awesome. We'll make sure we put your uh, LinkedIn in the, in the show notes as well. So people can track you down and see all the fun stuff that everybody at VisiPay is putting on LinkedIn. So um, Thank thanks you. again so much for Olivia. Okay, for uh, on the show and
3: uh, Ryan, I see there was one last quick question there that just popped
1: in. Oh, sure. Yep. We had another one here um, that he was asking, do any agents work hundred percent remote or with merchants in other states for your yep. 1099 agents?
2: Yes, it's all remote. Um, I mean, we don't have any sales agents that travel around to different states to train or anything like that. That will all be done over the phone or Zoom, you know, whichever way you prefer. Um, we're not asking any of our 1099 agents to relocate or anything like that. So there's a lot of freedom to the position.
3: I, I do have one question. It's one thing that uh, obviously we've, we've everyone's had to deal with, but with the, um uh, pandemic how has their approach to sales changed do you know how they're obviously you're not face-to-face so much anymore how does how are they dealing with that
2: right so you know to be honest it's been a little bit easier a lot of these merchants um, unfortunately are less busy you know with their business so they have more time to listen to the options that they have available to them to switch over, whether it's credit card processing, maybe uh, a food vendor, you know, whatever it may be, they just have a little more time to focus on how to get the Kings out of their armor to move forward with their business. So, um, and like I said, I provide a lot of resources in our CRM that are all digital. If they ever need um, some things tailored, you know, they can let me know and I will, you know, just fabricate it to their needs.
1: Excellent. Thank you so much. Sure. Thank you. Well, thanks again, Olivia, for being on the show. Um, if anybody wants to see other interviews and webinars and podcasts that we've done with past guests, feel free to go to artofmarketingpodcast.com. dot uh, com. We'll also be putting this on Anchor, which blasts it on all of your favorite uh, podcast platforms, so you can check out all the different shows there as well. Thanks again, Olivia, for being on the show, and we'll see everybody next thanks
0: week. Much. Thank you for listening to the Art of Marketing podcast from Applied Art and Technology. If you liked the episode, make sure to give us a five-star rating and leave a review so we can help more listeners connect with their customers. See the show notes for access to our free 88-page video idea book filled with ideas for your next production. And to learn more about our company, visit our site at AppliedArt.com.